Hey, what's going on? I'm back. This is Craig. I am drinking a double ganger uh, by Treehouse Brewing. What's up, everybody? Corey. I've got a treat from Treehouse Brewery. Thanks to Tom for making the pilgrimage out there. Missing King Julius by two days, though. It's Scott here. Also drinking a double ganger. Thanks, Tom, for the trip. This smells so good. And uh, this is Tom drinking a Julius from Treehouse Brewery. So if you can't tell, I made a trip on Tuesday out to Treehouse. And if any Treehouse employees are listening, please let me know when King Julius is going to be releasing so I don't go two days before you release We're going to promote it. Yeah, we do a lot of, um, you know, your own promotion free. So it's also just genuinely disrespectful to not let us know ahead of time. Yes, thank you. The amount of money that we're spending at your brewery. I believe we're we're owed a heads up. Um, So, yeah, we're Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, you can follow That's us on nice. Twitter and Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Everybody's got orgasmic O faces right now. Yeah. It's just uh, so re- when it hits your lips. It's so refreshing. Oh, we, we, we're gonna have O's all night, dude. Ow, ow, ow! All right, there's easy, a lot of nice easy, thick, hazy IPAs. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. Dot com also have a podcast player over there. Um, it's our forty second podcast. Today is November twenty first, so it's the Thursday before week twelve. We're watching the uh, Houston indie game right now. Pretty gross so far. Yeah, Nothing going it's, on. It is probably going to be pretty gross. Oh, yeah, mute that. That's right. Um. So yeah. So so we'll just jump into some news. Um. Robert Woods. I put this on here beforehand. Right. He came yeah, so back. He just, yeah, he returned today. Yeah, he returned today. Um, still don't know why he was gone. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, he left the team because he was a dick. He's they, pro- they're is, terrible. Or is, you, I mean, who it's knows? probably a personal family yeah. emergency. I mean, it was 20 minutes before the game where <clears throat> even we who were checking Twitter and everything all day Sunday, all day Saturday, no signs of this at all. I honestly really hope that was nothing like terribly sad. Same. So yeah, McVeigh did say he was back in practice, but he's still not sure about his role for this coming week. So right, and that's and that's going to be a big fantasy implication, right? Because it sounds like Brandon Cooks is going to be back. Yep. Which shout out to everybody if you dropped Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods isn't going to be there. Brandon Cooks is worth an ad at least. Big time. Yeah. And um, he, he was a guy that we say, you know, is he going to play again this season? And, and we were saying we're, no. Yeah. But well, like we were saying did. no more in the Sterling Shepard, AJ Green, maybe Cooks, but yeah. I mean, I think they need they need Cooks more than ever. So I yes. I would say you can pick him up and leave him on your team, but do not start him right away because even prior to his concussion and him being out the last four weeks or five, whatever it is, he was not connecting very well with Goff, and now Goff is playing even worse. Yeah, well, so. Goff, Goff's also been terrible. And this is big news for Josh Reynolds, for anybody who is holding on to him as a fill-in for a wide receiver spot. Yours truly is also doing the same thing. So Robert Woods coming back to the Rams has a lot of implications. Goff still sucks, though, so <laughs> his return means nothing for Goff. At the end of the day, he's not a good football player this season. <laughs> um, the Patriots ex-players making some news. Rob Gronkowski made some sort of announcement on he's, Monday. He is coming to the Super Bowl to have a halftime party, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah. Well, no, I believe he's, actually, a, he's going to be in Florida. I don't know where the Super Bowl is this year. It's in Miami, right? Is it? I don't know. I'm sorry. It, it, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, it, it was a riot because the second that Gronkowski said that he was going to have some big announcement, his ads in fantasy went through the roof. Right. And then on Tuesday, everybody dropped him. And we like, stopped doing this. We didn't even bring it up because we knew that he wasn't coming back. And you saw, I saw people on Twitter saying, God damn you, Rob. You wasted a waiver. I, I wasted a waiver claim on you. <laughs> Why? He never said anything that is coming back. Yeah, and this is this is just like stop getting caught up in this. And this this brings us to Antonio Brown. So now Antonio Brown's back in the news. We have to talk about this again. It sounds like the Patriots were kicking the tires on the player, according to Christian Fourier. Kicking the tires on a player means absolutely nothing. So I. 
was on Twitter a little bit today doing some research when I had the chance, and there are some sources out there that say Jonathan Kraft was the one who said, you write this apology letter and you're good to come back. The guys hit some Patriot predictions in the past, so who knows? Take that with a grain of salt. Who knows what it's ever going to turn into? These Twitter predictions are not worth the you know paper they're not even written on. But something to keep an eye on if that has any any semblance of truth to it. Who knows? I'd love to have AB I mean, back to down I think the stretch. So would the Patriots. At first, I'm, I was all right. This is ridiculous. And then reading more into it, knowing Sanu could be out multiple weeks. Um, Knowing Josh Gordon's gone, we don't have anyone besides Edelman. I know Harry's back, and Dorsett's even hurt. He's got a concussion. I mean, if there's a time to do it, if you want to win, we need to have Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. We're not winning the Super Bowl without him. Yeah, it's at that Or without a player of of that um, caliber. Right. The beginning of the year when they first signed him, it was like, oh, wow, this is like just a little added piece, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's like a need for the Patriots. Pretty big. And I would say if any team out there that has a need at wide receiver, the most desperate team in playoff chances is the Patriots. Yeah. I don't see a number, another The Redskins are that. going out there to sign them or anything right. like that. And, and, you know, Seattle had said that they were throwing the name out there, but, you know, they just got Gordon. Yep. So that's not, he's not going there. And they want to work on their young town and Metcalf, So if so. anything, if he does make it back, if the NFL makes a statement right I think away, it's cool. I mean, it would be, it I would th- be the I Patriots. I picked up in a league this week. I mean, I guess <laughs> if you, if you can do it, I just, I, I, again, I just, I don't know that the I chance, want to keep placating. The chance is so like, small. I'm going to be <laughs> dropping a guy like Chase Edmonds, who we've been talking about, maybe having that backfield. As, yeah. like, I, I don't want to risk dropping a, a potential starting running back for a guy who might not even right. be on the field. But if you don't have the do room that. in a speculative yeah. ad, I had the room. It. It, it was a deep s- seven-player bench where yeah. I could drop my quarterback that I wasn't going to use. So yeah. I'll probably drop him. After this game, (laughs) depending on what what the people do here, so Um, like okay, all right. So this, so that's, so that's some of the the rumors that are circulating. We'll jump into some of the injuries. Some of the teams on by. We got uh, who do we have? I keep wanting to say San Diego Chiefs, yeah, Arizona, LA, Arizona Vikings, Vikings. I think that's it. That was it for yes, and that's this is the last week for. I mean, some pretty good players. Yeah, a lot of talent out there. Yeah, it's kills my dynasty team <laughs> i was starting both cook and madison and oh. they're both gone so no, it's me last week against craig <laughs> oh my god on by it was great yeah um all right so we'll jump into some of the injuries um are likely to play players amari cooper brandon cooks we kind of already talked about brandon cooks craig you want to grab the questionables so questionable delaney walker he's uh with his ankle injury he's back at practice whether that means he's gonna play this weekend we don't know that's why it's questionable. Will Fuller's talking about returning after the hamstring. It sounds as though that that's he's trying to. Well, Will Fuller's he's active and playing. Um, he's, play, he's playing right now. So he's currently playing. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been watching much much of it right yeah, now. But he's, he has done much. T.Y. Hilton is playing. That's tonight as well. Philip Dorsett, we mentioned concussion. Mohamed Sanu, high ankle sprain. Maybe we'll see if he's gonna uh, miss any time. Tyler Lockett's uh, scary injury where he spent two nights in a hospital. Uh, is definitely something to figure out whether he's playing or not. Uh, Pete Carroll, who you, you don't really actually listen to because he just gives you positive news and that's it, said that Tyler Lockett should be playing, but just remain skeptical. Eric Ebron, he's playing. Sterling Shepard with his concussion might come back like Brandon Cooks. We'll see. And then uh, we already mentioned Robert Woods. Uh, it's still lim- listed as questionable uh, with his hiatus. Yeah, one extra one I want to throw in there is Deontay Johnson. He's still questionable. He returned to practice today, um, but he's still in concussion protocol. So yeah, I would not expect him on the field. Me Two neither. bloody years. <laughs> Two bloody years yeah. after a concussion hit. Me neither. And then uh, to get into the doubtfuls, we'll keep it with the Steelers right here. James Conner doesn't look like he's going to suit up. That shoulder injury appears to still be nagging him. Juju, concussion and a knee issue. Very unlikely to suit up. Didn't practice today, uh, as far as I saw. George Kittle still nursing the same knee and ankle injury that sat, uh, had him sit out last week. So... I would not look for him to play again this week. Evan Ingram, we did say earlier this week on the previous podcast, he shed the walking boot, but he did not practice today and is listed as doubtful. So best of luck to you if you're an Evan Ingram whole uh, owner. And Devontae Freeman likely out this week. I think they were originally projected him for two weeks anyway, so he's still right on target to miss this one. Brian Hill still your starter there. Uh, Scott, do you want to take the outs? Is he, though? <laughs> yeah, Brian Hill stinks. I picked him up. He's a starter, but Terrible. he's, yeah, he's, he's RB33. 
two yeah. out of 32 te- out yeah, he's, of 30 teams this week. Yeah, he's the uh, first on the depth chart, but he should not be in your You're fantasy. Last in your hearts. So <laughs> out, uh, just Matthew Stafford, Austin Hooper. I do want to add Emmanuel Sanders to questionable as well. I forgot to put him there. And also Debo Samuel. Um, yeah, that's important Questionable as well. A lot of 49ers, and this could be huge for them. Yeah. A lot of Steelers, a lot of 49ers, so... Keep an eye out if you do have those guys. And like then to, keep an eye out if you're Jimmy, too. Just so. like to mention real quick, I uh, called the Debo Samuel injury at our Dynasty draft. Oh, that he was Yeah, you there. said that. And I in week away 12? Yep. Yeah, so he... <laughs> in week 12? He said he had genius. inside sources. <laughs> <Genius>. Hold on. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick a player, and I'll let you know when they get hurt, if, even if it's two years from now. <laughs> I, said, uh, I said he Jacoby wouldn't make... Brissett's going to get hurt sometime in his career. All I said is he wouldn't Will make Fuller it through the year. The next two years. <laughs> very safe bet for an NFL Will football Fuller. player. <laughs> he might get hurt. Well, one game in the next two or three years. Did you say yeah, Will Fuller? Yep. Um, <laughs> get her in the next 20 and, minutes. And one thing we should have led with this, and I, I totally forgot to mention it. Nice we, we currently have a shotgun bet on Bo Scarborough versus Jonathan Williams because we were getting a bunch of questions on Twitter about who do you pick, Bo or Jonathan. Scotty, you took Bo. <laughs> I, I took Bo. I yep. took Jonathan Williams. You so, ended up taking Bo, I believe. I was back and forth. I ended on Bo. Okay. And Corey, do you have a, a Bo or Jonathan Williams take? I'm going to take Bo. Okay. I don't All want right, to. Perfect. but uh, it's, it's 3v1, so... I yeah, thought Craig was taking Jonathan. So the the only thing is... Until the Williams yeah. until two hours ago, when for whatever reason I didn't see it. But we'll, I thought Williams had the lion's share tonight, and I did not know that. Williams I also have the benefit so far, of having seen Williams run backwards a lot this game. So, well, he's run pos- he's run positive. His last two runs so. are pretty good, actually. Yeah, and he's caught he's the ball. One yard run. Um, anyways, and we were just getting a lot of questions about that. So, so bold predictions. I'm going to take mine because it's not really a bold prediction. Um, this is more of a shout out to our Antoine Walker League. I'm having historically one of the worst seasons that our league has ever seen. <laughs> it's bad. And my bold prediction this week is that I'm not going to score the least amount of points. So other nine of you, watch out. <laughs> and the chance is very high that he does not get this right. <laughs> oh, yeah. My yeah. team. So my it's, bad. it's not just saying, okay, two, you know. Two quarterback, two flex league, and we've we've had a rocky. A ro- I'm playing daily fantasy football <laughs> with free It's kind of fun, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Russell Gage or Hunter Renfro? I don't Who? know. Who? <laughs> Russell Gage or Hunter <laughs> Renfro? Okay, maybe. exactly. Um, all right. My uh, bold prediction is OBJ is the number one wide receiver this week in fantasy. Mine is Jameis Winston finally gets benched. I hope not. I will elaborate. <laughs> but I pick I up his backup because more. of that. <laughs> yeah, I will that. elaborate more. Um, but, yeah, I think that the quarterback whisperer failed, and I don't think that Winston is going to be the quarterback next year. Ooh. And it, this is probably the game where it happens. Yeah. Um, oh, he's your I'll, let you, I'll let you get to that when we do uh, start him, sit him. But, uh, my bold prediction is that neither Green Bay running back, so uh, Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones, will be running back ones this week. So top 12 running back in the league. I don't think either of them cracked that. Uh, I don't know how bold that is exactly, but I don't think it's going to happen. Against San I mean, Fran, good luck. Aaron Jones, RB3 or 4 in the year. Yeah, and I mean, so, sure, that, for sure. That's pretty bold. Yeah. I mean, Williams has been an RB2 somehow. Yeah, The somehow. last four weeks ever since he came I looked at where he was back. ranked, and I was just like, mm, I, don't know, I don't see that mm. continuing, sir. But, all right, want to move on to start him, sit him? Yeah, Scotty, you want to start us up? I would love to start you up. Start okay. it up. Start, um, start <laughs> me up. Start me up. Start me up. Um, yeah, my song. start. I don't think that's how the song goes. Dip, dip, dip. <laughs> you don't worry about what the real lyrics are. Dude, we're you, creating you, you, you future were singing music. Start me up with... We, um... Shake oh. it up. All right. <laughs> Alright, um my start of the week is Carson Wentz and he has been Jacoby. First down, baby. Start me up before Alright, we're gonna go right. That was the tune you were um, singing it with. My little starter this week is Carson Wentz. He's been a big sit of top shelf of fantasy the last three or four weeks. <laughs> which has been a hit because <laughs> he's been horrible. He's had some very, very tough matchups the last uh four weeks, so he gets Seattle this week. Still not the greatest, but a lot better than you know New England, a lot better than Chicago, Buffalo, Dallas, which he's played the last four weeks. He gets Alshon Jeffrey back, back this week. So if he gets 18-plus points, I think that's a hit for a start. If um, I mean, he's been averaging, what, 12 to 14 points a week. So I do see him um, connecting with Jeffrey 
more that i mean because last week jeffrey was a fold of mine until you know know, tom and Corey kind of explained more like you know he's definitely not then seeing the big picture he's definitely not because he's the number one target there besides earth so with him back it's huge because last week he had yeah, nothing. It was part Jordan of Jordan Matthews why he's been so bad. Yeah, I mean, he had people, you people dropping the ball like crazy. You have Aguilar dropping it in the end zone, um, which was an easy touchdown. If yep. he gets that one, he gets you know 15 points instead of 12. But um, he's my start against Seattle. Yeah, and I'm starting Josh Allen. Um, the the guy's getting it done, and he's a t- he's been a QB one all season long. But I feel like a lot of people still look at Josh Allen and go. Hey, I can do better. And you really can't. I mean, and Josh Allen hasn't been turning the ball over in the last five games, which has been the biggest knock on Josh Allen. So if he's going to go out and throw for 200 yards and two TDs, yeah, that's not the sexiest stat line out there. But when you factor in that he's running the ball for 80 yards and rushing one in, that's 20-something points from Josh Allen. So if he's sitting on your bench for a guy like some of our QB sits, you should be starting him over our QB sits. And I'll let Craig jump into his start. As a matter of fact, I am starting this guy, Jacoby Brissett, for um, Josh Allen (laughs) uh, this week. And the reason being is because the last time that they played Houston, he had 27 fantasy points. He had over 300 passing yards, four touchdowns. Good days on the NFL side and for fantasy. Uh, That was also the last full game that T.Y. Hilton played, and I knew that T.Y. Hilton was coming back in tonight's game. So that was a main motivator on why I wanted to play Brissett, also knowing that Houston's offense is high scoring. Keeping up with uh, them is difficult, so they're definitely going to need to do it. Unfortunately, as we stand right now, it does not look that great. Um, (laughs) Zero, zero. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out if it actually comes out to work. Uh, he has two fantasy points total. Um, you know, he's six so for eight. It's still, it's still eight minutes ago in the second yeah. half. We still yeah. got plenty. This of sounds time. like me and Phil Rivers from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, <laughs> Phil Rivers had already got plenty of time. Like, ah, plenty second of time. quarter, at, he's going to pass the ball point, even more. Don't worry about it. He had already had two interceptions, though. <laughs> Should have had four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, so that's that's mine, Corey. Yep. I've got uh, Sam Darnold as my quarterback start of the week. I know we talk about the Jets. We talked about them a few weeks ago. As like, we got to buy all the chess we possibly can and maybe that didn't quite pan out for a week or two there but Sam Darnold his last two starts has looked solid uh the main or the primary reason I'm starting him this week is because of his matchup with Oakland uh you might you know say hey Corey the Raider defense did a good uh, good job locking up the Bengals last week but I would say hey it's uh the Bengals like it's not impressive <laughs> prior to that they uh even let up Phil Rivers they or they let Phil Rivers post 16 points against them which isn't great for a quarterback but if you go back even further than that they got tuned up by Matt Stafford Deshaun Watson even Chase Daniel threw for two touchdowns and a whole host of other mediocre quarterbacks I'd look for Darnold to feast this week especially with his newfound confidence I, like I mentioned the two consecutive good starts he looks more comfortable in the pocket than he has really since the Patriots game where they just lit him up um again he only lit up the the Giants and the Redskins in his last two weeks but again it builds confidence for a young not rookie but a young quarterback he's a solid start even though right now he's 25th overall um on the season in points per game so I think he's a confident start for me probably looking at 20 to 22 points uh let me move right over to my quarterback sit the other side of the spectrum here however this guy's ranked as the quarterback three right now on the year, but I think I've said it all year. When you come into New England, like Dak Prescott is about to do, you've got a much different animal in front of you than most other defenses in the league. Additionally, we've seen Dak fade in big moments in the past, and I think this is another big moment where he's going to come up short. Um, you don't want to really let your playoff life in fantasy this year rest on Dak's shoulders this week. Again, a formidable Patriot defense that will likely key on the running back and bring pressure might allow for one or two big plays, but I don't foresee him posting like the 18 plus points you need to make him a viable starting quarterback. There are better options available on waivers in your league, uh, especially given the matchups this week. And even I would take Tom's start with um, Josh Josh Allen over him all day long, and he's probably still only like 60% owned. Yeah, and actually Dak was going to be my sit this week as well, and I nice. saw you had him, and it was for the, the same exact reasons, and Josh Allen was my start, because very likely people have Dak and Josh Allen available to them, mm-hmm. I'd be starting Josh Allen over Dak this week. For sure. And then, Craig, you want to give us your sit? Yeah, so this is one I hinted at earlier. It's my bold prediction. Uh, Jameis Winston is my sit, 
and you all see a green light against Atlanta's defense, and what I say is you need to start paying closer attention to the most recent numbers. Atlanta's defense the last two weeks, for whatever reason, has shown up. Their pass rush has been a lot better. If you're actually watching the tape, their secondary has gotten a lot better. Uh, the mantra all year long has been that Keanu Neal has been out, and their safeties are letting up all these big plays, and, oh, here comes Evans, here comes Godwin. But guess what? This secondary has had uh, only, or excuse me, this defense has only allowed three points last week to the Carolina Panthers where, yeah, sure, Kyle Allen's their quarterback, not really that great. He had four picks himself, and and then the, um, the secondary, yeah, so the secondary had four picks, Kyle Allen had nine fantasy points, and they had three total points on offense. The week before that, Drew Brees, good quarterback. They had nine total points against New Orleans. So Atlanta's defense has actually started to show up. And here we see Jameis Winston coming off another game where he's had more interceptions than touchdowns. There's been one, two, three, okay, four, five games this year that he's actually had more touchdowns than interceptions. And in those games that he has more interceptions, it's like a ton. Last week was two, four. Uh, against Carolina was one touchdown to five picks. He is not someone in the NFL right now that is getting the job done. <laughs> and I see that Bruce Arians is going to be getting, you know, getting frustrated with him. He's he's already tried to make some excuses for him in practice this week. So I really see this week as a very big downfall for Jameis Winston. Um, you know, who knows if if Evans and and Godwin are are going to be able to keep up with their fantasy production because. They have they're going to be getting yards, but I don't see a lot of scores, and I see a lot more picks. Yeah, and James Winston's reckless. And honestly, if Ryan Fitzpatrick was on this team, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the quarterback. At this oh, point. I wish he was. No <laughs> I wish he they was. have no substitute for James that's, Winston. That's it's who was the quarterback boring. last year, and he was wishwash back and forth between Fitzpatrick and Winston, whoever the coach right. was. Right, but was what Cutter. I'm saying is, there's no, there's nobody else for them to go to. If James, Bruce was, Scotty's clapping. If up and Bruce down was there last year. <laughs> I think Fitz is the QB the entire season. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't, I think you right can't now, keep putting up with Jameis. Arians deal. knows he has no other options, so he's trying to baby Winston and say, oh, it's not your fault. Like, What's Jeff his, Garcia up to nowadays? Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> give Jeff Garcia a call up. Uh, my QB sit of the week is Tom Brady. We, we've we kind of talked about this for the last couple of weeks. I think we even folded him we fold all him consensusly. On Tuesday. Uh, he just... He hasn't been the fantasy quarterback that you thought he would have been. And he even came out this week and said, hey, our strength is the defense and special teams, right? And, you know, it is what it is. That's that's just the Patriot mantra. But the, I really think that Dak is going to have a bad game. I think the defense is going to force a lot of turnovers, which means I think that this game is going to be won on the ground for New England. Uh, the defense and on the ground, I don't think Brady's getting you over 18 points. And if he's not getting you 18 points, see Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Jacoby, or Sam Darnold. I was going to say, you're, you might be looking at a replay of the New England-Philly game from last week, which in which neither quarterback was relevant. I think and, it's yeah, almost identical. Yep. Yep. So, Scotty, yep. your quarterback sit? Um, getting to my sit, it's, it's tough because he was my start last week. I mean, you saw the pitcher on top shelf fantasy.com oh you don't sit my boy <laughs> he's, he's so handsome even his smile just like hey like i just threw four touchdowns smile i just threw four picks i don't care i'm still hot <laughs> i mean <laughs> drag, i mean cool cool i'm sorry so I, I, think- I, I i i have a wife this is just a, a podcast okay fantasy world he's an attractive man twinkle in his eye in yeah, that we picture. we all went to a game once he looked at us and said hey baby you know we were all victim <laughs> yeah. of aaron andrews <laughs> sorry scotty we all had to get our crush off so now we don't even know why i want to sit him um <laughs> no so so garoppolo he's facing green bay who is um pretty good against opposing quarterbacks so jimmy g got what 33 points last week mm-hmm. around there correct the week before that, he faced he faced Seattle. He had eleven fantasy points. Before that, Arizona thirty two. Before that, Carolina fifteen. When he faces a bad defense, he tears it up. When he does not, he does not tear it up. He was my sit two weeks ago. He's my sit again this week. The way to beat Green Bay is on the ground, and they're going to use Tevin Coleman and M- M- Mostert. I think a lot more. Brita, if he plays, but he's doubtful. I think so. Um. 
don't let last week fool you. He will not be a top 12 quarterback this week. And I'll just jump in right into my start. It's uh, Jalen Samuels, mainly because production. I mean, we've seen him in the past two or three weeks. I mean, he's, what, he had the 13 targets one game and had what, five catches or three catches for like 15 yards. No James Conner probably, no Deontay Johnson, no Smith-Schuster. So they're all out. It's going to be Vance McDonald and Jalen Samuels. I know James Washington looked okay last week, but I still I still can't trust him. He's going to get receptions. He's going to get work on the ground, splitting with Trey Edmonds if Snell is not fully healthy. So I think he is is um, a great start. And uh, I'll toss this on to Tom for his uh, RB start of the week. Yeah, and this, this kind of goes right with who my biggest disappointment was last week. It was Nick Chubb. And I'm starting Kareem Hunt everywhere that I have him. Uh, he's getting all the passing work. And he's getting red zone work. So the two areas that you want your running back to succeed in in the NFL, oh boy, Hines looked good on that run. That's a quick explosive Um, run. The two areas that you want your running back to excel in is catching the ball and being in the red zone to score touchdowns. And that's where Kareem Hunt is for the Browns right now. Yes, Nick Chubb's still going to be involved. He got 27 carries for 95 yards last week. But... 27 carries for 95 yards is not a very efficient way to do things. And Kareem Hunt looks explosive. If they're going to be down and they have to pass the ball... I mean, honestly, if I'm Kitchens and I'm sitting there, Nick Chubb, show me that you're better than Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb has to earn this job all over again because I think Kareem Hunt in the last two games has come in and said, not not so much, you know. Young, well, they're probably the same age. But anyway, they're pretty close. Kareem I mean, Hunt's a start yeah. for me. And like what you said oh, before, T.Y. Yeah, T.Y. is doing sprints on the sidelines. He's, he's, he's back. 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 My heart just dropped. Yeah. He's in the game when they're when they're at the goal line. So Chubb isn't even. That's huge. Part of that, and he looks like one of the best pass well, catchers Hunt, on the team. Hunt's definitely a bruiser. So you you you, you allow that guy who's got fresh legs get. Yeah, in ask his girlfriend. Ooh, <laughs> too soon. I wait, wait, what? <laughs> that was some random. Whatever shit. that random girl is. Oh, Jacoby oh, with the run. So that helps my start. Um, so Jacoby just scores that <laughs> touchdown. Speaking of starts, I have running back start. This is bold. You're gonna laugh at me. You're not gonna do it. Tariq Cohen is my <laughs> running back start this week. Um, the last two weeks has scored a touchdown. Everyone uh, has has you know seen the numbers. If you have been interested in them at all, there's 65 percent ownership. There's a lot of people out there that own them. Um, but I am now starting to see a little bit more of a concerted effort. Uh, to get him the ball. Uh, you've seen that Chicago has been struggling all year, and now Nagy's been calling the plays the last three weeks, and he's getting back into the groove that he saw the last year at the end of the season when they saw that uh, Jordan Howard shouldn't have been running the football. So Tariq Cohen is now getting a little bit more. His, his rece- uh, receptions have gone up. His receiving yards have gone up. His attempts last week, he had nine total rushing attempts. Yeah, he's little, but he's getting work. So he is now starting to get a little bit more. The Giants are an easy cakewalk matchup uh, for Tariq Cohen. So I feel like that this week is definitely a playable week in the flex for Cohen. Yeah, and so I'm just going to jump in real quick right before you, Corey. Uh, Monty is one of my bonus starts. And I think we're really starting to see that Chicago is noticing that the game cannot be won with Mitch Trubisky. And they were very successful last year getting Tariq Cohen involved, um, having David Montgomery involved. Keeping the ball on the ground and secure is the best way for the Bears to win games. So I think that you need to continue to lean on Monty, even Tariq Cohen. Monty, I'm looking at at an RB2 type of um, <clears throat> RB2 range where, you know, Tariq Cohen can kind of probably flirt between that and a flex. So anyway, those are the two Chicago running backs. I think you can start them both in, in Corey. Yeah, so my running back start of the week is Jordan Wilkins. Again, important to mention, we picked these guys before the Thursday game start. So I based this on everything that was we heard going into the game. Um, <laughs> and I knew the reports were already out there. The Colts plan to use Jonathan Williams as their lead back. This could have been a sleeper. Yeah, really, it should have <laughs> probably been. Uh, but my entire argument was predicated on 
How many times are the reports that come out before the game 100% bogus and just absolutely smoke and mirrors? If you intend to use Jonathan Williams as your main weapon, why would you let the other team know? Apparently, they're cool letting them know because <laughs> Jordan Wilkins has not touched the ball yet. And we're, yet, I think we're, yet, yet. Yeah, I think we're in the second quarter. But <laughs> He's probably not going to. In any case, my, my argument was to start Jordan Wilkins, and I think you were going to get solid flex production out of him. I was thinking maybe like 8 to 10 points would be feasible. It's not outside. It's not out of the question if he gets like a goal line touch at this point. But now he's touchdown dependent, and we're only in the second quarter, so that might be a miss for me there. Uh, moving on to probably a better uh, bet here is my running back sit of the week with Jamal Williams. Again, going back to my bold prediction, I don't think that they're the uh, the the backfield in Green Bay is going to have a very uh, successful evening against a stout Niner defense. The Niners have been tough against running backs all year, with the exception of the Kenyon Drake outburst. On his uh, F the Dolphins tour, if you'll term it as such. but That's a fun tour. Yeah, it's a one-game tour. It was short-lived, but... Um, it's cheap. Yeah, I just don't see Jamal Williams and his timeshare with Aaron Jones being you know, the guys that are going to break this trend of the of the tough Niner defense against the run. The one thing I'll say to his benefit is that he has performed very well in primetime games throughout the course of his career, minus the one where he got smoked and we all thought he was paralyzed. But even in that one, he was good until he got hurt. So all that uh, notwithstanding, I just essentially sit every running back against San Francisco until they start to consistently allow more points. Right now, it's too risky of a start unless you're absolutely desperate and no one in your league is available. But I'm thinking that there's probably a better start out there for you than Jamal Williams this week, especially if you're hunting for playoffs and you can't afford a zero or like a five spot from your running back. Um, Craig? Yeah, so you? mine is uh, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is my sit this week because they have started to not not fade away from using Sony Michelle on the offense, but New England has given him less work uh, with his biggest production coming from weeks. Uh, four through seven, he had 17 attempts, 16, 22, 19. Uh, the following week, he didn't get a touchdown, had 21 attempts. And then he followed it up uh, with week nine as four attempts, 10, obviously, the bye. Week 11, there was 10 attempts. All, all those three weeks, Burkhead was also healthy. Um, and it looks like you know he's going to be getting some work. Now, Sony Michelle is still going to be the lead back there. But the problem with the Patriots is, is they have been struggling to run in between the tackles. And that is something that Dallas, when you look at what their defense can produce and what their, their defensive line is better on the edge and their linebackers are more athletic, they're better at tackling and getting to space outside of the tackles. Whereas most teams that have successfully run against Dallas have done it in between the tackles, which is something that Sony Michelle is not good at this year. Unfortunately, there's been some offensive injuries on the on the line for the Patriots, which has prevented this. But I feel like that's what the type of style that Sony Michelle has, and it's not something that he excels at outside the tackle, and that's what Dallas does excel at. So we're going to see a little bit more of a dip in Sony Michelle's production this week against Dallas because of the strengths and weaknesses that, you know, they just don't match up well. So he's my sit. Yeah, Sony Michelle's a below average running back. We've talked about this. And <laughs> another running back that I feel is average to below average is Leonard Fournette. Um, he's disappointed you for the last three weeks. I mean, seriously, he has. 11 points, 9 points, 9 points. Leonard Fournette, like, he plays this Jekyll and Hyde where he can make you think that he's phenomenal because he rips off a 60-yard run, and then you're looking at 200 total rushing yards. But he just isn't the player that you think he is. I think that you can safely sit him this week. Um, I mean, a lot of you probably aren't going to be sitting Leonard Fournette. Uh, but it's Tennessee, more, don't be surprised if he c c comes out and scores you six or eight points right exactly yeah. and if, if he's a tough sit but if you've got the depth to like interchange fournette with somebody else i would and, and that's mm -hmm. that's really kind of where I'm, I'm sitting more with the fournette picture he's also playing tennessee they you know he only scored 12 points against tennessee the last time they played they kept him pretty much bottled up and it was one run for like 30 yards and if that run doesn't happen he's below eight points so it's you just don't know what you're going to get with Fournette. So if you have a better option, I, he's also my bust of the year. So I guess I'm a, I'm a bit biased on Fournette. Yeah, I have to start Fournette. He's my best friend. I do too. Back, so yeah. I just have to I do mean, it. I mean, but if I, I had it, an option, for sure. It's hard to sit him, but I just, I, I don't, you know, 
If you're in... Uh, I'm not going to do an I told you so dance, but he probably is not going to score more <laughs> than 12 so. points this week. So, yeah. Scotty... I'll get into mine. Sick. I'm going to combine my running back sit with my bonus start. Um, Redskins running backs. I'm sitting Adrian Peterson. I'm starting Darius Geis. Um, Darius Geis came back last week, played 29% of the snaps. AP only played 23%. Actually, Wendell Smallwood played 43%. I don't know if he was in for fullback more. I just saw that. So don't start Smallwood. I'm just saying he was on the field a lot more than those two guys. Chris Thompson's coming back this week, um, more than likely. So, I mean, he's a pass-catching back there. He's going to be on the field a lot. It's going to hurt someone. And right now, I do think they want to see what they have in Darius Geis. I, I was... a Big person in, in a few weeks ago saying there's no point in bring guys back. The reason they did kind of shows right they do want to get this guy into the offense. They want to see what they actually have before they go into this next year's draft. You know, if he comes out and he's bad, he gets hurt again, injury prone, they go out and draft a running back. If not, then you know there's they have their RB for the future. So I see them using guys a lot more. Adrian Peterson a lot less, which is too bad because AP has looked very good in the last three out of four weeks so sit ap start darius geis as a flex play yeah i mean geis was definitely more productive this past week than peterson was even at a very similar timeshare and i i would say with guys playing a full week and what you said they want to see what they have in them it's definitely that situation they want to know what they can get next year out of darius geis he's just again played one full game and he's made it through it which is great but who knows, like they did draft Bryce Love. They they know that running back is a position that they want to th- thrive through their offense. So they need to know what they're doing with it. So Darius Geis is definitely someone I see them riding the rest of the season. Yep. And I'll go right into my wide receiver start of the week is Marvin Jones. Um, I thought when Stafford, you know, wasn't playing, Marvin Jones would take a massive hit. He has not. Um, last week, two touchdowns. So he is getting looked at in the red zone a lot. And that was against Dallas. And Dallas is a very good defense. I think he was my, or someone said last week, and it was a complete miss. Because, I mean, four for 43, but he had the two, two, two touchdowns. He's facing the Redskins th- this week. Subpar defense. Driscoll looked like he could carry a team. I mean, he's not the greatest, but... With him being mobile, too, I think that's going to help Marvin Jones get down the field, too. If he scrambles out, you know, the linebackers, you know, come to get him. You know, Jones has that long stretch route. I don't know. Um, pretty much, He's being looked in the red zone, too. Yes. So, to your point, I mean, and that's the other thing is if Driscoll's going to be running around and Marvin Jones finds himself open in the end zone and gets a touchdown, that, that's awesome. Yeah, so. just like that Hopkins play you just that said. Was a great, yeah, that, that was, was a great. He got long bomb wide open. That'll yep. be a that Jones, could be Marvin Jones. Jones. Marvin right. Jones can do that. So um, don't don't worry about sitting Marvin Jones. Uh, start him. So, Tom, I'll go to your... Well, if I can hop well, in. Yeah, yeah just, just oh, yeah, real sorry. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, I'll go to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my wide receiver start kind of goes along with everything that you said, except I'm starting Kenny Galladay for pretty much all the same reasons. Uh, I was a little hesitant. He did see a dip with Driscoll. He only put up 3.9 points last week. He only had one catch for 34 yards, but he still had five targets. If he can convert some more of those targets into some catches, he's easily looking at like you know a 7,500-yard day, maybe he grabs a touchdown in there somewhere. Kenny Galladay is still very, very talented. I don't think anybody's questioning that. So safe bet to start him. Uh, I wouldn't start both if for some reason you're carrying Jones and Galladay. I really think it's kind of yeah. one goes off or the other. Very unlikely that they're both going to give you like a 12-plus point day. But pick one, start one. One will go off. One might not. But if you have them, but what we're also saying is that if you have one of them independent of the other, yes, you should start. still be starting Ex- exactly. both of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because both of them are likely to get you, you know, 10 to 12 points. Yeah, yes, a, absolutely. Great, great matchup. Um, oh, yeah, and they're playing the skins, you yeah. know. Play him. Right. Why you not? always want to be the there you go. <laughs> Um Golden Tate is my wide receiver start of uh, the week. Um, New York Giants are playing Chicago. And honestly, this if any of mine could miss, I feel like this is the most likely to miss. 
because Daniel Jones could very easily be on his back. He could be throwing a ton of interceptions, fumbling the ball. But we thought Daniel Jones was going to do that when he played the Patriots. And guess who tore the Patriots up? It was Golden Tate. Golden Tate is going to find a way to get open. He's an incredibly talented wide receiver, probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. And if I could have picked any wide receiver to come onto the Patriots, it probably would have been Golden Tate outside of Antonio Brown. Um, if you have Golden Tate, you should not be afraid of the matchup. You should go out and start him with confidence. That even though Daniel Jones is probably going to have a bad week, Golden Tate is likely to find the end zone, and that's finds the end zone. This is going to be a hit for me. Anyway. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> maybe not on the site, but in my heart, <laughs> it will be. <laughs> And so a player I expect to also find the end zone this week is James Washington. He's the number one receiver for Pittsburgh this week. Uh, Juju's out. Deontay Johnson, again, his ear was bleeding. He's probably not going to play. Vance McDonald is another receiving option for them. And Jalen Samuel is someone that Scott had uh, hinted at uh, earlier. Johnny Holton. Um, but I don't know who it's Johnny Holton. Johnny H. <laughs> Saw that on our waiver wire. I don't know what we're doing there. But Hey, nine tar- or seven targets? Well, so, that, that so that's Somebody's the thing. The there ball. are targets to go around. And James Washington is probably going to be one of the guys that is going to get the most looks from um, Mason Rudolph this week because he has to. In the last three weeks, you saw yardage of uh, 69, nice, 90, and then 49. <laughs> So he's getting mm-hmm. yardage. Uh, so it's definitely something that you're definitely going to be able to play James Washington in your flex this week. They're playing Cincinnati, who um, I think I said last week around this time is crap. Yeah, so. and that, and it's also a division rival too, right? So Pittsburgh's going to want to beat up on him. Now, real quick. So all three of you are sitting a wide receiver on one team. So we're going to go Craig down to Scott on who your sits are. And why? Oh, wow. And I want you to explain why your sit is better than the other two. On the same I, team? No, no, no. Because, it, because somebody's going to have to catch the ball on this team. Tom, Craig has two. Yeah, I don't I have two. Craig has two. And I go I one. almost had three. I don't have oh, any. Oh, Craig has two. Okay. So, so, has this two. Is, so this All is... All right, so Craig, you go into your two sits, and then Corey, you go into yours. And tell me, if I have one of them, who I have to start. If I have two of these players, who do I start? So if, I, sure. if I have one... Hold um, on, Craig. So the, Hold the on. player... I'm drinking a green? <laughs> it's just called green. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's my turn to talk, Scott. There's, there's green, sorry, very green. I was thirsty. Good, 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 green, yeah. It's like a Julius line. All right, back to the but sets. Anyway, um, yeah, so I cracked into an in perpetuity uh, prior. Oh, was that a new one? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you guys are all I cracked into a brighter than starlight, which is also. And fun. while we still talk about this treehouse beer, we, you know, we'll take a picture of what we we drank tonight. We'll put it up on Twitter saying this, Will this is us. I No, we're going to. We are <laughs> no, going to. No, we're going to do that. We always say it when we don't do it. We're going to do it tonight. And we're gonna tag. Corey's gonna get a new one. I'll, I'm not gonna say what it is. I'll I'll let him tell you guys. It's, it's it pretty treaty. Um, <laughs> it's can't do that. It's pretty treaty. But um, um, so I'll go into my my yeah. my, my spiel then. The <laughs> the the, the wide receivers we're all talking <laughs> about is the Los Angeles Rams receivers, which last year was the number one offense, and somehow this year they're crap. And Jordan Goff is the main reason to that. Jordy! Jordy Jordan Goff! Goff. <laughs> How you doing, job, Jordy Goff? Sorry, Jared. Uh, Goff is the reason for this. So, Brandon Cooks is the first wide receiver sit. That's the one that I'm sitting first. Uh, because he is coming back off of uh, you know an extended absence where he was not even doing that well beforehand. And they're playing the Baltimore Ravens, which is one of the best secondaries that I have seen in the last three weeks. They have Marcus Peters, who's been a revelation to them. Jimmy Smith has come back for them, and Eric Weddle, with the two cornerbacks, has been able to free range and has done so many great things on secondary. So that's why I have Brandon Cooks as the number one sit, and my number two sit is Robert Woods, who, again, great secondary. That's the reason on why I'm sitting Woods, because he's got intermediate routes that I think that is going to get stopped by that uh, secondary, a lot of zone stuff, a lot of uh, pressure in Goff's face, and he's not going to know what to do with himself. <laughs> so much in the face. <laughs> Corey? Thanks, Craig. I'm uh, cracking into a coffee nightshade by Abandoned Building Brewery. 
It's an American stout with coffee. Coffee at, the, at, yeah. at this hour? Corey, I, yeah. Corey's trying not but to. But that's not Treehouse. I know. I didn't want to drink all my Treehouse right you, off the bat there. Yeah, well, Corey, he brought a six-pack over the other day, so he's got some... Unless that's gone. And that's How'd you out. like that nitro <laughs> by uh, Greater Good? The, that was good. Yeah, that very was very, good. very good. I had that on Sunday, actually. So that one was... It took me a long time to drink. Like 11%? It's 11%. This seems really heavy. So, so this one's only a 6%, um, which is a little low for a stout. but it's safer. It's safer. Yeah, I, keep it, you know, keep it classic. Right before you get into your wide receiver sit, on the way home from Treehouse, there's <laughs> a this. big billboard... For greater good, really, they're right out of Worcester. I'm like, I could go to Worcester and I could go to Treehouse and get hammered. Double right up, awesome. same route. And yeah, yeah right. Drive Mass has some good breweries. <laughs> might as well stop by Wormtown too. Yeah, yeah might as well. Uh, all right, so all Corey, right. you go in here, and I, I want to summarize this real quick before yeah. we move on. So my wide receiver sit, interesting to me. Yeah, my wide receiver sit is Cooper Cup, Rams wide receiver again. Craig made a lot of the same points I wanted to make, but just to say quickly. Baltimore's defense, since they added Marcus Peters, returned Jimmy Smith, has looked phenomenal in the secondary. I think Cup, uh, I think we see his his streak of poor games continue heading into this matchup. He had 6.8 points last week on three catches with almost all of his yardage coming on one big catch. The week prior, he had zero points and zero targets. The Rams offense looked to be returning to a run-first attack last week with Gurley, and I think the key to beating the Ravens is going to be on the ground as opposed to in the air, especially with Jared Goff continuing to regress week in and week out. I'm staying away from all Rams players outside of Todd Gurley, who's really a must-start until they show any signs of improvement. But gun to my head, if I own all three of these guys, for some reason I have to start one of them, I'm going to start Brandon Cooks. So gun to my head, I'm starting Cooper Cup. And uh, I wanted to point out what you had mentioned with Todd Gurley. The way to beat the Ravens is to keep the ball out of Lamar's hands, and that is on the ground. Yeah, if you can pound the ball on the ground and then work play action off of that, and the reason I'm going Brandon Cooks is because if you work play action, Brandon Cooks has time to get deep down the field. No. Not that, Coop, not that, not <laughs> well, that Cooper okay, doesn't. Okay, so, so, so real that's quick. Cook's so, specialty. So, yeah, so Corey's thinking Brandon Cooks. I'm taking Cooper Cup personally, just because that's who I've I I had ranked higher than all of them. Scotty, gun to your head, pick one of the three. Wanna, Assuming that Robert Woods is playing, I want to say Cup, but I mean, being devil's advocate, I'm I'm going to pick Woods because this is, hey. should be a fun okay. thing. Okay, so none of us can make up our mind, which is very clear reason. So Josh that, Reynolds going to get yeah, two Josh touchdowns. Shotgun bad. None of us um, are saying start this guy or well we are but if you need well, to I, we're saying if you can bench him, bench him. And, yeah. and this is why we're spending more time on this than we probably should this was an offense that a lot of people bought into and these three, three wide three receivers, top 20 we, receivers. Had, we had all ranked within the top 20 yep and now we're saying sit all of them in week 12 yeah at some point somebody is, was going this, i can draft these three guys and probably play two out of three of them every week cooper right. cup this was why this year two three yeah. years ago and yeah. jared goff said hey look hey, i'm just being in goff jared goff town <laughs> i'm jordan so, goff the, it's, Yo, it's Jordy Goff, his bro, his brother's better than him too. By, by the way, it's incredibly uh, interesting to see how this offense has has played itself out, going from this high powered offense to now we have to go back down to the ground and use Todd Gurley, who looks completely healthy. By the oh, way, oh he looks so I don't know good. What right the hell, McVeigh? He's the reason doing. they won last week. Yeah, yeah the so my only running, reason. My they running won. back started. But, but, two, but two weeks ago, <laughs> he, it was just part of the rotation. Rotation. I also want to bring up how Jared Goff wasn't a quarterback sit for us because at this point it's too obvious. Oh, it's too obvious. <laughs> yeah. I tried it. I know every single he one of be us. On a team. Right. Yeah. We he all tried to think about it. He's on our ESPN team. If we, if one of us did, we'd be like, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, can't take an easy win. You can't do it now. Um, Amari Cooper is my wide receiver sit. Yes. Um, it, for many of the reasons why Dak Prescott, uh, Dak Prescott's a sit, a date with uh, Stephon Gilmore is never a thing that you want your starting wide receiver to have. So Amari Cooper, probably going to have to start him. You probably don't have better options out there. Uh, but if you do, sit him and play those better options. Yeah, Gilmore's making Scotty, the case. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. My sit, and I, I, I'm I'm on Tom's side with this player now from two weeks ago. You know, I said, don't fold this guy. He, he's finally healthy. It's Marcus Brown. He's a sit. He's close to a fold for me. I mean, if I'm picking up a guy like Jonathan Williams or Bo Scarborough, I'm, I'm easily dropping Marcus Brown for those guys. But this isn't that Holden Fulham's uh, podcast. So he is my sit this week. 
I mean, Tom said it best. He is he needs that one big play to be productive, and that's it. F- two weeks ago against Cincinnati, 16 points, 4 for 4, 80 yards, and touchdown. Last week, 2 for 23. Week before that, 3 for 48. He hasn't had a... I mean, he had that week 1, 28 points. Great. 12 points. After that, he hasn't scored over double digits till week 9. And then last week, 3 points. He's facing the Rams. The Rams are, you know... Middle pack, you know, against the receivers and the Ravens, they focus on the run a lot more than they focus on the pass. If they focus on the pass, it's more of a security blanket. Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, Boyle, even Willie Sneed's been there too. So they're going to be focusing on the run a lot more. Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, and Gus Edwards. Um, I just think you start Marcus Brown, you you're, you might lose this week. I'm a big believer in Marquise Brown, but this week is definitely a, it's a it's a sketchy start for him uh, playing the Rams, who are a smart team, smart defense. Um, I'm not dropping him from my team, but it is definitely a sketchy start. So yeah, same thing. Um, agree with you 100. But the schedule coming up, and again, this is not hold them, fold them, but the schedule coming up: uh, Rams, Niners, Buffalo. That's tough. The only reason I might hold them is if you really think you are playoff bound and making the championship. He plays, I believe, the Jets, Jets in, in, Cleveland. In, in week 15. In Cleveland, so, yeah. championship weeks. And we're not doting the talent. Like, and, yeah. and I, you know, he, he's talked the about most Marquise talented Brown, rookie wide receiver. Yeah. It just sucks that they're always up by so much that they don't have to pass the ball. I mean, yeah. that's also well, a big in, factor, too. They're up, so they're going to run the ball more. There's no point to be, hey, Brown go for deep. We're yeah. up by 20. Especially if he's right. still nursing that injury at all. You never know. He's back, but who knows well, those, how healthy those he is. Those burners, I mean, those hamstrings. And just real quick, so it was two weeks ago, Craig, I, you and I were going back and forth about Marquise Brown, and you said, you know, Marquise Brown had a 50-yard play and played 50% of the snaps. 50% of the snaps, that means only 50% of the time the Ravens are trying to pass the ball. And that doesn't mean that they're even looking at Marquise Brown those half the time that they, they run those plays. So... Marquise Brown, phenomenal talent. And to cut him is tough. I, I get it. Um, I, I'm going to get off my Marquise Brown soapbox. Well, yeah. The, the, I, I, the, I mean, I, I yeah, made my point I mean, clear. So, at the end of the day, I think we all can all agree he's a sit. He's a sit. It stinks. Sure. We, all, we, we all know the talent. He's a sit. Yeah. Um, Craig. Craig. Oh, Craig. Well, because I already see, did Monty. But, uh, yeah, yep. Craig. Craig, bonus Devontae Parker is my bonus start, and that is because great start. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Fitzmagic. Fitz oh, oh, oh. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. We thought we weren't going to be able to get to say that again at some point. <laughs> anyway, the he first time loves. we started, Scotty was like ear to ear smiling. We looked at each other. We're like, "Yes, Fitz Magic is back. Fantasy uh, football's alive." He loves Devontae Parker. Like he gave him ten targets the last two weeks and has done very, very well. He had uh, week ten. 69 yards. Nice. And 135. <laughs> Why do you pick the best players with these stats? Craig just goes, uh, this who is, scored, so I know who who scored 69? That's my start this week. Anyway, they're, play, they're playing Cleveland, which is obviously a team that can't keep their own head on straight, or they're going to take their helmet off and hit you with it. So, the, the, <laughs> so, so, so Cleveland is, is definitely someone that Fitzmagic is just going to have fun with. Um, so I see obviously the number one receiver taking part and, and getting a lot of those, those points. So definitely love a Parker start this week. Yeah. And my, uh, bonus start of the week is Odell Beckham. It goes hand in hand with Scotty's bold prediction. Uh, I hope that he is correct and I hope that I'm correct as well. Um, and I kind of was prepared to take some lumps on this one for maybe being a cop out, but then I looked a little bit deeper. He's currently only averaging 9.9 points per game which for Odell is like completely unacceptable. If you drafted him as a wide receiver one, you probably drafted him first or second round. Currently he's ranked as the 43rd wide receiver in the league with half point PPR scoring. Uh, Luckily he draws a matchup with the inept dolphins team who really can't do anything right. I think this is one of the rare times this season, this season where we're actually going to get to see shades of the old Odell Beckham and probably see him post around 15 to 20 points. If he goes under 13 this week, I would be willing to accept this start as a bust. Put it on the record. 
Take your bonus set. All right, my we're gonna, bo- we're gonna we're gonna fly through these next ones. Yeah, my bonus set kind of. Uh, Craig touched on this a little bit with Tyler Lockett in the injury segment. Uh, Pete Carroll, you can't trust a word the guy says, um, but there is a lot of optimism going around that he's gonna play this week. However, even if he goes, I think he is a very high re-injury risk and one of those players who might give you one drive before they pack it in and call it a day. I hate playing guys coming off injuries who haven't put in a full week of practice. Granted, we're still early-ish in the week, and he could still get a full session in tomorrow uh, on Friday, but with limited sessions on Wednesday and Thursday, it has me very concerned, not to mention that he's playing Philly, uh, who are ranked terribly against the pass, but who look to be much improved in the secondary against New England last week after they returned a couple of their starters and their younger players who have been filling in and thrust into action seem to be gelling together and look a lot more comfortable. I think you have better options at wide receiver this week that have a, a lot less volatile range of outcomes, like, uh, as we always talk, a more um, defined floor and ceiling range. I think Tyler Lockett, again, has the ceiling that is through the roof, but his floor is zero this week because he can go out for one drive and be re-injured and not play another snap. Yeah, um, and I get Philip Lindsay as a sit. So um, if there's if there's a player that I loathe any more than Fournette, it's probably Philip Lindsay. <laughs> um, I just don't think that Philip Lindsay is good. I, I just I don't think he's good. Um, and they go and play. I don't like his this face. Week. Yeah, I <laughs> just the problem is with Lindsay, his is hair. Actually, I hate his he's hair. He's actually good, but the he, coach I, I and really every, don't think he's good. <laughs> I think everyone else I, is like, no, you. Who's suck. better, Fournette or Lindsay? Fournette. Oh, please say Fournette. I oh mean, God, please I'll, say Fournette. I'll, I'll, no, no, no. I will take Fournette okay. over Lindsay. I don't want to. Who's better, Gun Lindsay to your or Gase? Oh. <laughs> I mean, so, I'll, I'll take so Lindsay. I think we we're going down a agree. very bad hole. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Can, can I just, like, shit on Philip Lindsay? Yeah, please? go for that's, it. That's, Get it out that's of your fine, system. fine, but for two years, every single person can answer the same question the same way. Freeman or Lindsay, it's Freeman in talent, and I don't get it. No, no, no one no, gets no. it. No, there's a lot of people out there that think Philip Lindsay is the best back. Oh, Here yes. is all you need to know about Philip Lindsay. Devontae Booker subbed in on the red zone for Philip Lindsay. The coaching the staff guy does not that think won't that, die. Yeah, the coaching staff doesn't think that Philip Lindsay's good enough to go and take uh, goal line carries. I Philip Lindsay's a dynamic back. He can go and catch the ball. He can make big plays. I get it. He's flashy. I don't think that he's a good running back. They go and play D- Buffalo. Uh, Brandon Allen is not a dynamic quarterback that's going to make any defense afraid. Um, and oh, why am I blanking on the cornerback's name for Buffalo? For Buffalo. Uh, Whitehead. Oh, Tredavious White. Uh, Tredavious White. Tredavious White can easily shut down. Oh, he good. Uh, yeah. He, him, and a safety can shut down Cortland Sutton. Nobody else on that team can do anything. All you need to do is key on the the uh, running game, and I think Buffalo is going to be fine. Philip Lindsay's a set for me. What you need is Gronk out there body slamming Trey Davies White. Yeah, well, Will he come the, back? He's, 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 he's doing, he's doing, doing cheerleading with the LA Lakers. Yes, right and now, he did so. very well, actually. He, yeah, he, he, he looked actually pretty insane. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you compare him to, uh, what was it, Venus Williams and then that fat dude. Uh, what was yeah. his name? Corden. Yeah. Scotty, your bonus sit. My bonus sit is Curtis Samuel. So he was a star, I think, for Craig last week, and it was a pretty big miss. Hey. Boom, roasted. Four for 25. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't knock his talent at all. The fact that Cam Newton got hurt really diminished his value this season. Kyle Allen is what you call, um, well, he freaking sucks. He's not a good quarterback. <laughs> how do you say um, a bum? How, how do you say a bum? How do you say sucks? How do you say not good at football? <laughs> Kyle Allen, that's who it is. If you didn't have if you didn't have McCaffrey, he would, I don't know where he would be right about now, but... Curtis Samuel, you, you just can't trust him. He is on the verge as well as a, as a full, which we might put in our next segment, which I think we might Heather. will after this. Um, the only guy you can trust on that team wide out is Greg Olson, DJ Moore. Uh, Curtis Samuel will have his games, but only if he gets a touchdown. 35 yards and a touchdown, he had a, a, you can't bank on that because if not, he's at thir- 35 yards. So if you have him on your team and you're thinking about plugging him in as a flex WR3, Look at the wide receiver starts in Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, James Washington, and Galladay, and Devontae Parker, especially. Start those guys well over Curtis Samuel. Fold? 
Who put it there? <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you just said, should we, we, should we talk about it later? So I put it in there so we can look back. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, and we'll put him on yes. the next podcast. Um, and I want to... Like just, you said... Yeah, take, take sh- this. No, I'm going to show this to Tom, actually, because Tom... Oh, you want me to take you're this? You're the one that kind of... Shout saved. out Greg Olson. Yeah, so okay. our tight end start is Greg Olson. I'll get, I'll get that to Tom. Yeah, and, and a lot of this goes into the Curtis Samuel sit, right? In that Curtis Samuel is a hyper-talented player, but the, the problem is is that he doesn't have a quarterback that can get him the ball. DJ Moore and Greg Olson are the ones that are running the routes that are closest to Kyle Allen. And when for a, a bad quarterback, the first thing you look at is who's closest to you. And Greg Olson's there, and Greg Olson's been getting targets. The tight end landscape is crap, and I, I really feel like a lot of people are looking at Greg Olson and saying, he's decrepit. He, you know, I, I tried to trade Adrian Peterson weeks ago and people say he's so old he's decrepit and i go do you look at the stats it's i mean we talk about take the name away from the player you can do that negatively you can also do it positively take the name of greg olson away from the actual statistics of him as a player and you have a top five tight end and that's really what i see this week in our tight end sit do you want me to take this one as well i'll take this one yeah take both. I, it's it's gerald everett uh, we're sitting all the Rams. Just <laughs> sit all the Rams. I mean, we should have done this with the Rams receivers. I didn't even, I didn't I, even well, think of the it. The Titan thing's below on the docket. Well, That's Jordan why. Goff sucks. Yeah, Jordan Goff. Gordy Goff is the worst. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, so Never sit mind. all the Rams pass catchers. Sleepers dart throws. No more than thirty seconds on either. Yeah, I mean, of these. you'll see it on our website. Too. We'll have we'll have yeah, the we have more for the sleepers, the dart throws. You probably don't even know who these players are. Uh, actually, I couldn't even... Yeah, anyway. I can't name Tom's. Um, Russell Gage <laughs> is my sleeper of the week. They're playing Tampa Bay. No Austin Hooper. No Devontae Freeman. The ball has to be thrown to somebody. And Russell Gage actually had like a 20-yard touchdown call back last week. So if he catches that, he's in the 12-point range. Russell Gage is my sleeper. I'd be mad if you get this one because he was my sleeper last so week. In that if he hits that touchdown pass... That. Craig I would. I would have won. <laughs> yep. Too. All, All right. right. I'll, Go ahead to uh, Scott. My sleeper is Nikhil Harry, mainly because all the injuries there and them not having anyone. Dorsett might be out. Sanu is more than likely out this week and multiple weeks. So Edelman, Harry, Myers, one of them is going to catch a touchdown, and it might be Harry. I mean, you can see that that week, like you know, let's get this guy his first touchdown. Just feed him, feed him, feed him. Unless Antonio Brown signs tomorrow and plays Sunday, which I don't That'd see happening. That'd be wild, but I don't see it I, happening either. Well, I don't think like, he's able to because I think is what the, he did last time. The oh, week, yeah, no, 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 right. the, the week, week started on Thursday. Right, he yeah. signed on a Friday. Could yep. Say something stupid like that, but yeah. Nicola, I don't think it'll happen that quick, but Harry this yeah. week has been the only wide receiver at practice outside of Edelman. So he's they're <laughs> they're forcing Brady to throw to Harry this yep. week, and I mean he looked at him five times last week. So I'll, I'll go to Craig for his sleeper. Taylor Gabriel is my wide receiver, uh, or excuse me, uh, sleeper this week. Last three weeks he's been pretty viable in the flex. Uh, he's nine percent owned. Um, he had eight, eleven, and nine fantasy points. If you go back at yardage. It was 57 last week against the Rams, which is a tough secondary. 39 against Detroit, but he had that touchdown. And then 69. Nice. Uh, Craig, to, come on, man. <laughs> this is all by up. accident um, awesome. to <laughs> Philadelphia. So, so New York Giants this week are terrible in the secondary. And with Chicago getting a little bit more of a momentum and offense, what we had hinted at earlier, Taylor Gabriel is a wide receiver. They're getting more involved with 14 targets last week. So Gabriel is going to be uh, my sleeper this week. And Corey. Yeah, I've got uh, Randall Cobb as my sleeper this week. I didn't really think he was going to be sleeper eligible, um, but he is only 24% owned in leagues after two monster back-to-back games. And I think that he's probably on track to see it continue. Um, we talked about it earlier. We think this is probably going to be a New England versus Dallas and then a replay of New England versus Philly last week. Uh, a lot of defense. But I think that Cobb is going to be the beneficiary of Dak being forced to re- get rid of the ball a little bit sooner than he'd like. And Cobb is your slot receiver there. He's running the intermediate and short routes while you have Amari and Gallup flying down the field deep. 
you know, Dak under pressure, rolling out, looks to Cobb. Maybe he scurries in for a, a touchdown here or there. I don't know. I just don't see any reason that Cobb won't see like 8 to 12 targets. And if he can convert those into some yards, he's good with the ball in his hands with run after catch. If he can get in the end zone, he could certainly be in for another stellar fantasy day, maybe even as, as many as 15 points. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into our dart throw segment. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is just a mix. Those of are sounds. not darts. Yeah, they're something. Uh, the darts are. It's, yeah, no, it's something. It's, it's not white noise. Um, so dart throws. Um, we we try to make these somewhat an educational guess. Um, and this we week's pretty break, good. This week <laughs> this, this week has good. some very good dart throws on it. So mine is Khalif Raymond. Khalif <laughs> Raymond uh, had twenty six snaps before week nine. And he goes in and he catches a 20-yard pass and then a 52-yard pass for the Tennessee Titans. If there was a guy to make a big play for a touchdown, Khalif Raymond is a guy that could do it. You want to check a dart, check it at him. Scott? Mine is Luke Stalker, the tight end for Atlanta. No hooper, great matchup. I mean, Craig, who's the other guy there? I'm sorry, what? Tight end in Atlanta. Oh, uh, Jadane, Jadine Graham. Graham. So he is the opposite guy, Luke Stalker. Just I'm because. Starting, I'm starting. Why the hell Graham. not? Uh, Craig? Uh, so mine is, I think, the fourth string running back for the Jets. Jets, yeah. Uh, and two, they kept him on purpose. They love this guy. Yeah, they do. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that had rostered him last year in fantasy. So. Uh, he was with Philadelphia. This last week he had four attempts. Why not? They're playing a <laughs> mediocre Oakland team, so you know maybe he leans in for a touchdown. Yeah, get lucky uh, along the same lines. My <laughs> dart throw of the week is a defensive player, not IDP points. I'm talking about offensive scoring. A Landon Roberts. You've seen him the past couple of weeks in the Patriot backfield on the goal line as a blocker. I think he's been back there enough for them. Too to- obvious. <laughs> I think throw. he's been back there enough for them to give him the ball, and I think he pounds one in for a touchdown this week. Go for it. So, Start him. <laughs> unfortunately, we could not stretch it out to the number of the day, which is 69. Real nice. quick, though. I mean, be two, oh, take two seconds. Um, so we rank 70 running backs and 85 receivers each week. So our 69th rank running back this week is Wendell Smallwood. You oh, know, dude, he led the, he led, Josh Adams. He so led the team in snap count last week and our 69 receiver is chester rogers so i mean i guess we'll see what he does tonight <laughs> i mean tomorrow you might be saying wow these guys are geniuses <laughs> so craig you want to take us out i don't think i'm making two minute intro but um you know go ahead and talk to us on twitter i know scott was on all day long talking to people uh, answering questions go ahead and give us a shout out at top shelf fntsy shout out um, scott's employer yeah <laughs> follow scott like scott where are my reports sorry i'm answering this question right sorry now. for Jordan not Williams filing sales tax <laughs> so so we've been doing a lot of business out there uh spending a lot of time um and you know find us on instagram as well at that same handle top shelf fntsy go to our website you'll see that right up on sleepers that we talked about topshelffantasy.com you can listen to the podcast over there as well we got that rankings that that scott listened to if you want to find out who our 69th ranked tight end is i don't know not um, going far, sorry uh but uh yeah that's gonna do it it's probably luke stalker maybe maybe we are top shelf fantasy for scott Corey, and tom i'm craig stay fluid stay loose bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do?